Welcome back. Good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you are. I'm Jim Rome. Nice to have you here. All right, so time for your reaction. I've given you some initial thoughts about the game last night. Ross Tucker playing through. You got to understand about Ross Tucker. Like, you know he's a great guy. You know he's extremely bright. You know he's great anecdotally. He's just one of the best in the business. He's one of those guys that he wins... And he wins without being a bad guy. He wins without being a D-bag. He wins by being smart and funny and informed and has the experience. He wins by not throwing a bunch of crap up against the wall and seeing what sticks. Ross wins by saying things that if he's not totally wrong, he doesn't double back four days later and say the exact opposite and no one ever holds him accountable. He wins the right way. But I want to say one thing about Ross. I know Ross and I know the life. And I know what it's like to be on the row all week long. And I know what it's like to be on the row all week long. And then when you're like a guy like Ross Tucker and you've got other responsibilities besides being on the row all day long, all week long, I know why he sounded the way he sounded. I've been there. I mean, I've even got a little bit of it in my voice right now. I know what this is like. My point is, I love the way he showed up. Believe me. As great as he sounded, I know for a fact that guy was not feeling as good as he sounded. Yet he's a gamer. And, and before you come in here and say, hey, Rome, yeah, I know, really tough. Try doing insert whatever your job is. I, we agree. Believe me, Ross would be the first one to say it. I agree. I would be 1A. I agree. Your job is harder than our job. I know this. This is why I appreciate this so much. I just want to acknowledge a guy that I know had to be fried and burning it on both ends and still showed up the way he did. So I want to say that. Here are a few more things I want to get to. And this is a reaction hour now. All right, get up in here. Phone calls, posts from X, emails, all about you. I want to go back to Iafrady's call. Iafrady is a legendary clone. I Frady may not have the straps that the BIC has. The BIC is the GOAT. I'm not going to qualify that in any way. No ands, ifs, or buts. The BIC is the GOAT. Full stop. Bah! Full bah! He is. But I Frady is one of one. There's nobody like him. Nobody like him intellectually. Nobody like him in terms of the difference he makes in the world. That, that's a different dude. You don't know that guy. I know that guy. And that was a genius phone call. And a lot of you know how I know? It's either he's that smart or a lot of you are that dumb. And I'm going to say the answer is both. Because the people that he was talking to clearly did not get the message. Let me read some of the reaction. And yes, I gave him leeway. And he ran long, but because he was making point, 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 take, take, take. He earned it. Even Benton. Listen to Benton. Benton, of all people should know. Benton, you're about the only one who goes as far back as this guy. Why are you here to hate, Benton? Quote, thanks for taking that call from Iafrady. Signed, extended car warranty calls. Geoff and Lincoln writes, I'm sorry, did the Chiefs win the Super Bowl or did Iafrady? Jay Wags underscore 15, quote, more like I go on and on and on Afraidy. Cue the shark music. 
Planet Wilson won. Dang, Rome. I thought the Super Bowl was long until I heard that call. Haters, it clearly went over your head. He was addressing all of you. Those of you that are pushing back the hardest are the ones that that message was intended for. This guy gets it. At Dr. Dre NoCal. Damn, Jim. I afraid he just won smack off 30. And then there's a few more things. Some of you are still confused. Some of you are still confused. At Willie Will 5, quote, I thought Friday was your last day on CBS. You're on today. Romy, how is retirement treating you so far? Can you recommend another show now that you are off the air? Sign the clones. I would say to you, I'm going to try this one more time. But I know it's not going to be one more time. I I thought this might be confusing for a few of you. I had no idea it would be this confusing. All right, so really quickly, so as not to belabor the point. Quote, I thought Friday was your last day on CBS. You're on today. You might have missed that part, Will, where I said numerous times. This is my last day on CBS Sports Network, the TV side, the TV platform. Radio is not changing. Nothing about radio is changing. If you, and people use the show and consume the show in different ways, if you are a radio listener, and that's how you get the show, either via terrestrial radio or satellite radio or through some app, nothing has changed. Same show. Same show. The thing that changed was the simulcast of the TV show or radio show, the TV simulcast. We had done that for seven years on CBS Sports Network, and I mentioned last Friday that that would be my last day. So, If that's the way you get the show, you're not going to get the show that way anymore. Great run. Loved it. Went out with a bang. Had an amazing week last week. So what's next? Hey, Rome. So how do we get a video stream of your show? The next thing is the radio show is going to stream, and Ross Tucker referenced this, on the X platform. Next time you see this show in video form, it will be on X When is that? Soon. Soon. I haven't given you the exact launch date. I have one in mind. I just want to make sure that I dot a few I's, cross a few T's before I tell you exactly what that day is. But soon, soon, we're working on some really big things right now. That and some other things. So that's where we're at. I I don't know why this is so confusing. But I'm here for it. I'm here to explain it. Right now... I'm not wearing any makeup for the first time in seven years. That's the difference. Radio show has not changed. I will once again be wearing man cake soon, but not today. All right, let's go to the phones. 1-800-636-8686. We go to Kansas City. JJ, NKC. JJ, what's going on? How are you? Bro, 
homie, my homie. How about those cheese? How about them? I know it's been said before, dude. Uh, it's a dynasty clones. Oh, this this headache, this hangover. It's gonna be here today. It's probably gonna be here tomorrow, but it's not gonna be here in the off season. Uh, it just gets more sweeter every year. And last night felt like a boxing fight to me, man. We felt like the old guys in the ring getting pushed around. It's not gonna go our way. But you let us hang around. You let us hang around. And late those late innings, Frisco gets knocked on their backs again. They see confetti falling from the skies, flying around their heads. And, you know, memo to the New York teams, you want to keep sending us your wide receivers, we'll keep putting them in the Super Bowl and winning. It's really just that simple. Uh, war, betting on Casey and getting paid. Romy, I hope one more war, man, just because we're the back-to-back champs. We're the double champs. We ain't, we ain't apologizing to nobody for nothing. Uh, I want to see both Kelseys up on that stage. War, that madness. Thanks, Romy. Out. Rack him. He earned it. Rack you him. got it, bro. It's so true, too. Early on, San Francisco was bullying them. They were killing them at the point of attack. They were so much more physical. They were manhandling KC. And all of a sudden, I thought, these two teams both reverted back to their regular season form. Remember when... The 49ers were clearly the team to beat early on. Remember when Kansas City lost on Christmas Day to the Raiders and they went 5-4 and four at home at Arrowhead and they just weren't that team. I thought to myself, and it had changed, right? Kansas City was a totally different team in the postseason. As soon as it started and they had to go out on the road, they were a different team. They were not the team we had seen. But then when the Super Bowl started, I'm like, there they are again. They're back. Regular season KC. And for all the heat that that 49er defense took, for all the heat that Steve Wilkes took, man, they were getting dominated. It was a mug job. It was a hospital job. It was a beatdown. And you're right. The analogy about it being a heavyweight fight, to me, not so much as it was a heavyweight fight like they were going back and forth because they weren't going back and forth. It was a heavyweight fight in the sense that Kansas City, to me, showed up and they looked like that shot fighter. Like, all of a sudden, they were not that same fighter. And they were taking punishment. And they were unable to defend themselves. You know, either the white towel comes in, the referee stops the fight. I mean, it should have been so much worse than it was on the scoreboard. That's why I said at one point, never mind the scoreboard. And I'm the first guy always to say the scoreboard's the only thing that matters. Never mind the scoreboard. They're getting their asses kicked. But, 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 like I also said earlier today, if you've got a boot on Patrick's throat, man, you better finish that cat. You better finish that guy because if you don't, that's what will happen. He will come down the field with a stake and run it right through your heart, especially if you're the 49ers. It's a 49ers special right there. He does it to them over and over and over again. Yet all the hate. Yet all the hate, like KC's the villain because there's got to be a villain. Something else, I don't know if you picked up on this, but last week, there there were so many things going on during our coverage last week that you might have missed on this. I had a minute, a Rome minute that aired last week where I had Patrick addressing this notion of, oh, we're the new villains. And Patrick said, all right, if you need a villain, I'm more than happy to be that guy. And I said, man, that is so bad. That is such a bad idea. If good guy, Kermit, Patrick, 
is wrecking fools and on his way to going down as the greatest quarterback ever, maybe. Good guy, Patrick. The last thing you want is for that guy to be a villain. The last thing you want to do is make that guy a villain. That's like the worst idea ever. Yet there are so many haters. And all of a sudden, everybody hates KC. I'll give you an example. This guy. Look at this. Hey, Rome. Agreed with everything you've said so far, except for one thing. That tool, Kelsey. That dude is so cringe. First, you have to fight for your right to party. And now Viva Las Vegas with that fake voice. Listen to that. What the hell is he doing with his voice? Dude thinks he's the rock or stone cold, but he comes off as a knob. Jason Legend. Trav, the opposite. You can have him, Swifties. Ben in Boulder. Hey, Ben, hate much? Hey, Ben, you calling somebody else a knob? That's rich. Why you off to hate? Don't hate. Appreciate. I got no problem with that. I have no problem with any of that. No problem with any of that. Back, except for you, Ben. I got a problem with all of you. But nothing that I saw after the, the game last night. Well, what do you think that guy's going to do? He's a Kelsey. You think he's not going to grab the mic? You think he's not going to get nice and get loose? Especially with his lady in the house. Come on. 1-800-636-8686. Let's see. Let's go to Santa Clara. Let's go to the other side. See what's up. David in Santa Clara. My man, how you feeling? What's up, Pip? What's up, David? Hey, bro. I was at the uh, tour shop in Oaktown a, a long time ago, so I'm still embarrassed. You know what, dude? I was at the tour stop in Oaktown a long time ago, and I'm still embarrassed. That makes two of us. Me too, brother. So I live about a mile away from the the stadium and half a mile from the University of Santa Clara. These these Niner fans, they're going into the stores trying to buy Pedialyte to reassure themselves that they're going to feel good about next year. They're trying to re energize themselves me i called in okay i'm going to beer up okay so these niner fans they haven't won anything since 95 that's what they don't know they're living in the past niner fan look in the mirror you're nothing you haven't won nothing you haven't been anything okay thanks romy um, okay. If you say so, my guy. Frisco fan, taking some from one of your own. Hey, Frisco fan, I, I promised I wouldn't pile on and I won't. But let me just say, that was one of your own going, hey, hey, fellow Frisco fan, you're nothing. You're nobody. You haven't won anything hey. in 30 years. You're drinking Pedialyte, trying to tell yourself it's going to be all right. Whatever the hell that means, Frisco fan, I have no idea what that means. Is that how you're dealing with a hangover, or how is Pedialyte going to make anything all right? 
because nothing's right. Because according to one of your own, you're nothing. And you haven't won anything. Anyway, Frisco fan, hey, I said I'm here for it, so I guess I'm here for all of it. Even Pedialyte smack, even if I have no idea what that means. Hey, Frisco fan, is it that purple Pedialyte? Or is it that orange Pedialyte? Or is it yellow Pedialyte? It's not like purple drank, right? Anyway, whatever it is, I bet it's not helping. I heard from the ultimate Chiefs fan, Iafrady. He made the ultimate call. Iafrady has never, ever made a bad call. Ever. Iafrady has made some iconic smack-off calls. Ionic. I'm going to put that call right up there. You have to understand, every single one of his calls, because he only calls once a year, twice at the most, and some years not at all. Every call is worthy of his own catalog. That was one of his best calls ever. It really was. So if you stop hating for just one minute and actually listen to what he said, it was a brilliant phone call. All right, so where do you come out on Kyle Shanahan deferring? Kyle Shanahan said, you know, the numbers guys said this is the way to play this, that you want that third possession. I don't know. You know, it seems to me if your defense is gassed, if your defense is gassed and you don't want to put them right back on the field, maybe you take the ball. I think that makes sense. What doesn't make sense to me is we decided to take the ball because we wanted that all-important third possession. You're not getting a third possession unless you score a touchdown. And even then you might not get it if they play for two. But if you go down the field and you score a field goal, you're definitely not getting a third possession. I don't know. I I don't think, you know, again, unless your defense is totally gassed, the one thing that I don't want to do is give the football back to Patrick Mahomes with him knowing exactly what he has to do to win the game. I'm not saying that's why they lost. Ross Tucker, for one, said, you know what? I don't have a big problem with it. I actually do have a problem with that. I think that was the bad call. I would not have done that. That said, pretty entertaining night. Pretty entertaining night. 1-800-636-8686. So let me give it to you another way. Which do you believe? Did the Niners do more to lose that game or did Kansas City do more to win that game? Where do you come out on that? Analytics Nation has been taking a bit of a pounding today. Hey, in terms of analytics, how about Kyle going for it on fourth and three? That That's not, I mean, you think Brandon Staley, sure. You think Dan Campbell, sure. Shanahan, I was surprised. That to me, I thought he was looking to draw them off sides. And it worked, and it looked great. But there's no getting around it. He has now lost three Super Bowls where he had a double-digit lead. So if the narrative didn't exist before the game that he can't win the big one, it does now. Fair or not, it does now. All right, we will come back. I'm looking for telephone calls. I want to talk more about the Niners. I want to talk about an unsung hero to me, Steve Spagnolo. Spag's defense was incredible. I'm going to say it one more time. In fact, I'll probably say it two or three more times. I think he is the best big game D coordinator I've ever seen. And I mean that. I mean that. 
Hit me up, 1-800-636-8686. And if for some reason you're still confused by the new arrangement, I'm here to explain it yet again. Did you know that one in four car batteries is weak? It needs to be replaced. O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery free of charge. If your battery needs to be replaced, their professional parts people can help you find the best superstar battery for your vehicle and your budget. Make sure that your vehicle is ready for the weather ahead by getting your battery tested for free at O'Reilly Auto Parts. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Love to see it. Love to see the phones. They're all lit. Do not hang up. I want to mix it both in. I want reaction both that's written and both on the air via phone calls. So do not hang up. More phone calls coming up in a minute, but some reaction. Dear Jim, greatest call ever to your show. Aya Frady is right. Is a lifelong Kansas Cityan who has been following the Chiefs since 1972. I saw the Chiefs occupying the basement of the AFC West my entire childhood and teen years. But now we are a dynasty, and we're going to be as long as Patrick Mahomes is playing. Don't hate us. Just marvel at what we have done. Mike and KC. I'm sure that'll get them off your back, Mike. They're going to hate no matter what, Mike. Haters going to hate. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with Ty Frady. But they're going to hate. But you know what? Good. It's good for you. Like I said, the last thing you want to do is take a good guy like Patrick Mahomes and turn him into a villain. You know, some guys are like, yeah, I want to be that guy. I'll turn heel. I'll be that guy. But they really don't want to. Like, they really don't want people to hate them. They say they do, and they feed off on it, but they really don't want it. I'm sure Pat's fine with it. Pat, Pat is such a good dude. But I'm telling you, at his core, no, at his core, he's a really good dude. He is a cold-blooded, ruthless competitor. Some of you look at him, and you're like, man, Kermit, dang, nerd. And there may be something to that, but I'm telling you, this dude's cold-blooded. Like, like Mike is cold-blooded. Like Kobe was cold-blooded. He doesn't seem like it because he doesn't throw off that vibe. But he's one of them. Mike, Kobe, you know, the ultimate, ultimate competitors. He's that guy. So you don't want to turn that guy into a villain. And if you want to keep hating on that guy, trust me, he will convert that to clean, burning rocket fuel. Amber is in. She writes, cue the streets of the Bay Area to be flooded with tears of Frisco fan. Love to see it. <laughs> Love to see War it. Chiefs see kicking it. whiny, baggy Frisco ass. War Lady clones. Then I'll read this because this guy's far from the only one thinking it. Quote, The NFL needs someone to replace Tom Brady, and that is Patrick Mahomes. And with Taylor Swift, they win Vegas odds bets, too. They did a good job of disguising it by the refs calling the entire first half in favor of SF. Late in the game, they did the opposite. 
Walt in Fort Myers. Walter. Dude, really? Walter, my guy. Put the tinfoil hat down. Tinfoil hats are for losers. Come on, man. This guy does it for me. It's funny. The very next one says, Jim, don't you think it's convenient that the Chiefs punter was able to hit that Niners player's ankle some 60 yards down the field just to maintain the script? Sincerely, conspiracy losers. Joe in L.A., that. If you're asking me which which one of those contributions I like and respect more, the latter as opposed to the former. Thanks, Joe. Do you really think they could script that? A ball bouncing off a guy's heel from a punt 60 yards out. Damn, they've got the best script writers in the world and the execution to match. As always, I'm as big a fan of a good conspiracy theory as anybody, but that's not a good conspiracy theory. The theory that it's rigged. The theory that it's scripted. You know, well, how, how come it keeps ending like that? Because it's fixed. No, because Mahomes is the best quarterback ever. Almost. That's why it keeps ending like that. And because the Niners don't finish. That's why that keeps ending like that. Back to the phones. Let's go to Pismo Beach. Arch. Good to have you, Arch. How are you? Romy, how you doing, my man? Good, Arch. How you doing? Top of the world, Romy. Top of the world. Hey, I got one thing to say, Romy. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. That was one of the great... I've seen 58 Super Bowls so far, Romy. 58. All 58. Okay? That was one of the best. That's going to go in the category as one of the best. Because of the elements that you have going into that game. You had Hall of Famers on both sides, okay? First ballot Hall of Famers on both teams. You had the best team out of both conferences, sweated, fought their way there. You had a team that went through, well, I, I, you know what they went through. You went, they went through a lot. Both teams went through a lot to get there. That's why it was so hard. Anyway, Romy, that being one of the best Super Bowls ever played, um, I could sum it up. Arch, the, my man, uh, you, Arch, Arch, get out of the water. There's a shark coming, Arch. Arch, Arch, shark, 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 brother, shark, swim, swim, Coast Guard, Arch. My man, what happened to keeping it short? This is what I do to guys that I don't want to hammer, that I feel badly for, but I got to get them off the air. You're in the water. A shark is coming. My man, get to shore. Get to shore. You probably won't make it, but swim. I'm going to keep this short, but that was the best Super Bowl ever because there were first ballot Hall of Famers on both sides and really good players, and it's hard to get there. Okay. How about this? Was that one of the best Super Bowls ever? I'm going to argue no. 
and then I'm going to argue for it being one of the best Super Bowls ever. Here's what I mean by that. The fact of the matter is, it was not a very good game. It certainly was not a well-played game for a long time. It was sloppy as hell. You had both running backs who generally have pretty good ball security fumble it early on. You had turnovers. You had special team gaffes. Patrick, who played a really clean game, had one of the worst picks he'll ever throw. It, it actually, and it was really one-sided for quite some time. So it really was not one of the best Super Bowls ever. But then again, does anything really matter other than how it ends? It had one of the best endings ever. Therefore, you could argue that it's one of the best Super Bowls ever. But if you really want to look at it, man, it was sloppy as hell for a long time. For a long time. But I'm not saying don't enjoy the game. I'm not saying that that wasn't worth your time or that that wasn't actually one of the better Super Bowl Sundays ever. You tell me. Where do you come out? I want to remind you that Monday is an ATP day. Time to ask the pros. You clones get to ask me a question. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash pros. Submit your question there. Listen later on. I might answer one of yours. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. A couple of things before I go to break. Alvy started to play his week that was, which is always one of my favorite weeks that was, of course, because we're there. And we had it interrupted. It was such an important week because, one, again, it was our last week of simulcasting on CBS Sports Network, where we had been for seven years. And it was a Super Bowl week, and it was an amazing set. We were outside of Radio Row. We were not on the row. So because there was so much going on, I didn't really have a lot of time to reflect upon it or look back on it. I'm not going to spend an inordinate amount of time doing that today, but I do want to take one look back. So a little bit later on today, I want to play Alvy's entire week that was. And also, something else happened last week that was amazing. In and around all of that, we slammed in a milestone episode of the Jim Rome podcast. 300 eps. And if you know anything about that podcast, the original side hustle, it's not something I throw up there for 10 minutes. Those are all premium unfiltered, long-form conversations where I can get nice, get loose, and do things there that I can't do here. So we had to find the right person. And I think I found the perfect person for Ep 300. I want to reset that as well. In the meantime, it is Reaction Monday. Hit me up. What are your thoughts? I want to talk more about Spags. I want to talk about Patrick. I want to talk about the Niners. But most of all, I want to hear from you. It's a great day for you to get through. You have your phone number. You know where to find me on the X at Jim Rome. And you can also email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. Let's get you a bomb of the hour sports update. Let's get it to you right now. Here is Rich Ackerman. Live from Southern California. This is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio.
Did you know Discover wants everybody to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you have never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations do apply. All right, so let me say this. I really cannot say enough about Mahomes. Mahomes? So I'm going to say some more about Mahomes. Mahomes? Because I don't want to make the mistake that we typically make about things that are completely and utterly inevitable. Inevitable. Which is we take them for granted. Yes, this dude is inevitable. Yes, this dude is automatic. But that does not make it any less impressive. In fact, it makes it way more impressive. This is the point that I'm trying to drive home today. How absurdly impressive it is that he had the entire NFL world saying the same thing about him last week. And then the dude went out and he lived up to every word of it. We all said, you can't fade Mahomes. And we were all right. Because the dude was basically a guy who can do no wrong. Even in games when it looks like he really doesn't have much going at all. And the Chiefs really had nothing going on offense until late in the third quarter. You could even say the Chiefs offense was getting their asses handed to them until late in the third quarter. And you could also say that the game actually turned on a special teams play. A muff. Muff! And that the muff had nothing to do with Mahomes. And that would all be true. But in the end, with the game on the line, the dude pulled out a game-tying two-minute drive because, of course, he did. And then in overtime, he put together a seven-minute, 22-second masterpiece to walk it off because, of course, he did. As I X'd out yesterday and already said earlier in the program, as if this guy was going to let his team lose. As if Kermit was going to let his team lose. The hell he was. Dude really was 8 for 8, passing in the overtime drive, while also running for 27 yards. I mean, that any good? The guy could not be any more dominant or any more clutch if he tried. It's almost comically predictable at this point. Just like his career accolades are almost comically absurd at this point. Dude has three Lombardis in six seasons. He's got three Super Bowl MVPs, two regular season MVPs, four AFC championships. He doesn't even turn 29 until September. Somehow he's on an even more successful trajectory than Bacon 46 right now. (laughs) He's on a better trajectory than anybody ever right now. And you can call the goat talk premature. That's fine. But here's what is not up for debate. He is the best football player in the world. And it's not even close. It's almost like we need to replace the Mahomes drop with an inevitable alarm. He's earned an upgrade. He's earned that at this point. It's like every time I mention Mahomes, Alvy should instead hit me with this. Inevitable. 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 We have a new alarm. Inevitable. The inevitable Inevitable. alarm. Inevitable. Like, dude has to go out on the road for the first time. Psst. 
Please. Not a problem. Vegas keeps making the dude an underdog. Please. Even better. Just more fuel. Patrick Mahomes. Excuse me. Patrick Mahomes. Albie. No. Thank you. Inevitable. Inevitable. He's had six seasons as an NFL starter so far. Only six. It feels like so much more. But that's all. Just six. Inevitable. Let me read the complete list of all QBs who have won more playoff games in their entire careers than Pat. You ready? Here's the list. Tom Brady. Joe Montana. End of list. And he only trails Joe by one, which means this time, by this time, next year, it'll probably only be Brady ahead of him on that list. And Mahomes still won't be 30. Oh, and remember when his dad picked up that DWI and people thought that would be a distraction? Or remember how that Taylor Swift thing was supposed to be a huge distraction? Or how any of the antics of any of his other family members might be a distraction. The dude does not get distracted. You know, right when you think maybe during the game, maybe he might start to be losing composure. He doesn't lose composure. He doesn't get distracted. He just wins. He just wins, and he just sounds like Kermit the Frog. And he's a great sport about both. He wins with class, and he answers questions about sounding like Kermit the Frog with class. I didn't get a chance to hit on this last week in all the chaos of Vegas. But check out this exchange. This cracked me up. This happened last week. What is your best Kermit the Frog impression? I'm talking right now. That's it. Class, man. That's how you handle that. That's a dude right there. You might say, no, Rome, that's a nerd. Whatever. That is such a great reaction. You know, everybody, everybody looking to hook somebody, looking to get that viral reaction, looking to make it about them. Somebody says to the guy, what is your best Kermit the Frog impression, and he said, I'm talking now, that's it. I'm talking right now, that's it. That's incredible. And by the way, it's a great impression. It's a great impression. But you know what's even better than his Kermit the Frog impression? You know what's even better than his frog impression? His goat impression? I'm talking right now, that's it. Like the exchange could have just as easily happened after that game last night. Hey, Patrick, what's your best goat impression? And Patrick could have been like, you just watched me play. That's it. With everybody behind him. I'm talking right now. That's it. Well played, frog. Patrick, what a stud. I mean, it's comical. It really is comical. It's comical how inevitable it is. Inevitable. Inevitable. Ed Crooked Eye writes, Inevitable. Bro, bro. Spags is the best SB coordinator ever. Ever heard of the hoodie? Dude was the in facto 
DC of the Pats. Not including the Giants. So just stop. Bro, bro. I can't say Spags is the best Super Bowl coordinator ever because in your fantasy land, Hoodman counts as an in facto coordinator. Whatever the hell that means. Okay, bro, so just stop. You can't call Spags. What I said was he's the best big game D coordinator I've ever seen. However, you say that doesn't work because he was only because Hood was an in facto coordinator. Whatever in facto coordinator means. Okay, bro, so just stop. Hey, bro, what you meant to say was de facto, not in facto. And he was still the head coach and not the coordinator. So, whatever. But, but, but strong point about him being the in facto coordinator. And also the by facto coordinator. And the side facto in coordinator. Dude, don't try to use big phrases to make yourself look smart and try to make me look dumb. In facto caller. In facto emailer. Stay tuned. <laughs> 